What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Vile Files. I am your host, Nick, and we have a very fun episode for you today. I am joined by my dear friend, Ginger Z of Good Morning America, and her lovely husband, Ben, to help us uh, answer some questions with our callers today. And I thought it'd be great to have these two because... Well, uh, Ginger's always great at sharing her perspective, and we have a nice, uh, successful married couple here who's very open about their relationship, and uh, it's nice to get some perspective from people who are actually uh, you know, in it and doing it, and, <laughs> and not from just a, a single guy like me. So thanks for uh, joining, guys. Oh, we're so happy, and we, um, we apologize, <clears throat> but this is how we stay together. This is an important part of marriage, by hooking yourselves in, in the armpit, ear. Armpit to armpit. <laughs> Yeah, for those of you guys who who are not watching on on YouTube, they are are sharing a a, uh, a tethered uh, headphone, uh, <laughs> which actually looks kind of cute. And, and they've been doing they've been doing this for the better part of a, a, an hour and fifteen minutes. So uh, it's 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 pretty great. How are you guys holding up in the uh, quarantine time uh, with the uh, you know they have you have two kids, you have each other. Mm-hmm. What is that dog. like? A dog. Yeah, we just adopted a dog, which was probably a great move because um, okay. that gives some. Diversion, right? And um, but also, it's the only time in our lives we could dedicate to you know an adopted dog that needs yeah. some and a puppy at that because he's him. chewing everything. Um, Are you guys driving, or or has this been stressful? Because you hear a lot of stories about like, oh, the married with kids is not a not a fun time during the quarantine. It's so funny because we talk to our neighbors or our friends, and we keep saying, I think because especially me, I travel so much that when and this spring I was meant to travel every third day. And when that all shut down, it was like one of those strange, you know, surreal moments where it was like, wait, real life is going to be right in front of me. So I didn't really know how it would feel. I knew I'd be really grateful for it. I have still felt a majority of this time, like, and we were sick through much of it. Um, I still have felt pretty awesome. Like I'm really, I feel like we are thriving. There's been moments. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's nothing unusual. I think, aside from you traveling, we're an excruciatingly boring couple. So, and that's not being self-deprecating. It's it's being honest. Well, we, we, you know, the things we're doing now are the same things we would do if Ginger was home. We would be just, you know, going in the backyard with the kids and going on little bike rides around the cul-de-sac and hanging out with the dog and cleaning the house and cooking and all that other stuff. So it's really not. It's not like, oh man. I, I would just kill to get on a plane at Turks and Caicos right now. Like that's yeah. not what we do. We, we're boring. It's just more – the thing that is different is that we do indiv- have individual time when it's not right now, when right, it's not sure. quarantine. And we haven't had that. And I'd say there have been just like moments of like – but then I – maybe it's because I've been waiting for something not like this because I never wanted a pandemic. But I've been waiting for time to dedicate to my family and my home and all of those things for so long mm-hmm. that anytime I feel that level of like, oh gosh, everybody's in the space and I have to figure out how to set up my show, it like the gratitude part overtakes me and it blows right through. And we're lucky too that we moved out of the city. Yeah. If we still lived in the city and we had a tiny three bedroom or two bedroom, whatever we were living in that was equivalent to the home now that we're just outside of New York City, we might be telling a very different story. So yeah. I feel really, yeah, feel very yeah, I mean, lucky because we've got I, space. I'm fortunate that way that I live by myself because I, I live in, in Venice and I I got a place that was like uh, based off the premise. Uh, I overpaid for location, you know, like you would in, say, New York City and thinking, well, I'm never really home. So like I just want to have a cool location. and I don't need a ton of space. 
right now it's been like, oh, I could really use more space. You know, again, <laughs> yeah. I think I'm by myself, but it is, it is uh, not that that big. But it is, it's interesting that you say that because like it is an important time to try to like, you know, you always say like try to make the best of a situation. Like what can you take advantage in these times as opposed to like being, uh, you know, frustrated about the situations we we're in. And I kind of thought to myself yesterday, I got a question about like, you know, what it's like a lot, you know, for the people who are single out there, a few of the people who are living alone, I actually wonder if, if uh, they're actually thriving in, in a way, because I think the initial response sometimes when you are single is to have this feeling of, of loneliness, right? We're isolated, we're stuck at home by ourselves. But, you know, I think even myself, like in a lot of ways, my anxiety has been better recently. And I kind of wondered to myself, like, why is that, right? Because like the truth is, are there times where I feel lonely right now? Sure. But there were times that I felt lonely before. But I really noticed what's the difference that I, I'm, I'm not experiencing now that I was before. And that is FOMO. In the sense <laughs> that like when you're single and you are by yourself, like there might be like a Friday or Saturday night that you are not going out. And the reality is like no one's really having that much fun out there, but especially now with social media and we go on there and you see the appearance of fun, we feel this anxiety about missing out and FOMO. And now like you have this permission to like watch a movie all day and watch six (laughs) movies and not judge yourself and not worrying about like, am I missing out on something? And I got to say, like, I think that's why I've like been doing better in that regard because like there's no FOMO out there. There's no fear of like, what am I missing out? Because everyone knows what everyone's doing. And I still have the ability to like talk to my friends and FaceTime them and my family and my parents. And so like the loneliness, like honestly, like I've really thought about that where it's just like a lot of the loneliness I felt before was more in my head. The perception of like, what am I missing out on? Are people like the people who are in relationships and doing things have each other. And while I may not be living with someone, I can still connect the way everyone else is connecting right now via phone call or text or Skype, but I'm never worried about lately about like, what am I missing out on? And I think that's kind of fascinating to think about. And you know what? I think that's a great point because you're kind of practiced at being, I mean, you've had, you've been in relationships. It's not that you haven't, we, we know that, but you've, you've been practiced at having that time, something that we wouldn't have had. I don't know that we've been together this much in a row without break. No. Definitely not in our marriage. Yeah, you because were of tornadoes, I was chasing yeah. tornadoes, or I was so. This is brand new for us that way, <clears throat> and I'm happily surprised with how how great it's been. But I would say this would be this time, and I've seen the domestic abuse stuff, and because I was in an abusive relationship before, I feel such empathy for the people who are in that situation who yeah. can't get out and there is nowhere to go. Um, but I feel really lucky for so many reasons. We're still working. That also is a big difference. Yeah. A lot of people were laid off or, you know, there's a lot of places totally. that just totally. lost their jobs. I think we'd be in a really different situation then yeah. because we've both yeah. had fears of that going into this. As But the fears only stop at, okay, well, at least we still have a paycheck. Um, so I think I don't, you know, we haven't even had the pressures with having this time together. There was times between his shows where he was getting worried oh, yeah. when you've had, when he's been between, you know, in entertainment things end and then you have yep. to find something new and those are really stressful times probably more so for you definitely much because you were home and you were like that right. that was horrible well you know and and like you said it's there there no one's doing anything right now mm-hmm. so it's we're all collectively in this holding pattern That's, yeah so if you know when you're when you're unemployed and everybody else is working 
you freak out because you feel like you sh- you're not yes. a part of something. So that's the ultimate FOMO. I mean, that's the professional FOMO as opposed to like, oh, everyone's going relationship out and having a good FOMO. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah but it is kind of interesting that yeah. way. I mean, it's scary because like, obviously like if you, you know, and I agree with you, Ginger, like I, every day, I, you know, knock on wood, I've been very thankful that like me professionally, I, I haven't been impacted and I know I'm lucky and there, I have, you know, my, I can't even say the same about my parents and like people very close to me have been impacted and that is scary. And, you know, so yeah, you certainly empathize with that out there, but you're right. It's kind of this weird thing. And even my parents who have had this impacted, it's yeah. kind of like, well, you know, we'll just see what we can do. And it's, it's, it's kind of a fascinating and in a way, like trying to make a silver lining about like, you know, it's nice how people are coming together and, and just trying to see like how we can make the best of a situation, whatever situation we find ourselves in. And, you know, obviously like the domestic abuse stuff is, scary and and that's that's the biggest thing you know because it's like what do you do in those situations and it's such a challenging time and you you we we you know you pray for those people to but it's also very telling like i'm sorry to interrupt but i was just thinking we were on an easter zoom with his family and some of my family yesterday and one of his cousins is in wisconsin she lives in new york but she's in wisconsin right now with her boyfriend Mm -hmm. And she's just been there the whole time because they've been stuck. So like in their relationship, I think they've been together, what, a year or two? Yeah. Yeah. So like it's got to be really interesting in relationships like that where it's it's not new, but it, you've never been presented with something like this. She's kind of not kidnapped, but she's she's in a very different place um, in in someone else's home. I think they're with her, his parents or something with his family. And it's got to, there's got to be a lot of those situations we don't even know about. So I've been fascinated to look and kind of, you know, try to garner some, it's not entertainment, that sounds so bad, but some, you know, how the world is working relationship wise. And I just keep feeling very lucky. And I keep going back to now, if you were to talk to us three months from now, if this still has to keep going, which we really, you know, are hoping that it doesn't, maybe it wouldn't feel as bright and shiny and, and, you know, when we're done with Ozark. I don't know. I'm, it's, I'm, I'm <laughs> pretty easy to be with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I think it's just trying to adjust and adapt and like mix it up a little bit. And hopefully like maybe Ozark season four comes out sooner than expected. Oh my you know? God, they got to they rush. He did season. say, no, Ben said, because he's creative and this is, he's he is romantic this way. He said yesterday, why don't we get the tires on our bikes blown up and we can go on a, um, a bike date. Yeah, isn't that no, romantic? I, doesn't that scream romance right there? That is I, no, like, I think that's great. That, just you know? something we do get. I mean, listen, I, I'm a creature of habit, so like it's there's so many things I do over and over, and you just get comfortable with doing it a certain way. And as soon as like either with yourself or someone close to you encourages you just to do something slightly different, even if like it's not that drastic to like fill up the tires on a bike, but like. <laughs> If you don't have a reason to do it, sometimes you just never do it. And it's just a nice change of pace if, if you're able to try to mix it up and, and just, you know, I always get questions about spicing it up or mixing it up. Well, now, great time to just, you know, say screw it and try something different. The amount of creativity that comes out of human of humankind in this situation, of mankind in this situation, is extraordinary too. Especially mm-hmm. with, you can see it with social media. I mean, people are doing wild things online so interesting because they have no resources, and that's when. The best. Real brilliance yeah. comes to fruition. You don't my have my, my quarantine content has been thriving. It's just no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people are on and they're watching and they're and they want dive, something to divert their attention yeah. a little bit. So yeah. you know the dancing and the the guys DJing, D nice is DJing and all this other stuff. I mean that's that stuff. That stuff is when you're like okay, there are people out there and and they're doing extraordinary things with so little. 
And so we can do that with ourselves. And I guess that would be the marriage advice too. If I, and we can even take our own advice in doing that is keep thinking of the bike rides, keep thinking of the ways, because no matter how long this keeps going, you have to keep it fresh for yourselves mm -hmm. and not just sexually or whatever way. It's more like in your lives because, you know, we could, we basically go outside to the backyard every same, same time every day and do the same, you know, with the kids. And that's the thing is they love routine too. And so we are also major creatures of habit, but you, after a while, we're going to have to shake it up a little. And I would think that like, I don't know, I was thinking in the shower this morning, how am I going to go back to the travel? Is this going to change how I feel going forward? And I think yeah. it might, I think it might've been the, the ex experiment or the experience that I needed to tell me what no looks like because I am the constant yes person and I'm the one that's always running and running so hard that I'm missing all this stuff. And now just like the cliche of people are like, your kids are so young for only some time. And I'm like, wow, I got smacked in the face with it. And now we'll see what happens as yeah, we go you're gonna forward. Cry. You're going to cry when you leave next. Guarantee it. Oh yeah. I had to it commute every week for my last job and I was a blubbering mess every, <laughs> on the plane. I had to go take a plane every Monday morning, come back mm -hmm. every Thursday night. And I was a disaster. Yeah. Uh, You're gonna that, some... uh, it'll be I'm interesting gonna be... how the world reassesses priorities, you know, as yes. a result of, of how we've adjusted and it, I, and even it, it like definitely will our, have an impact. Yeah. How my job is going forward. Like I think about that too. What, what means what I was already kind of questioning that. And this puts it all into some weird perspective uh, because I have more fear because I wonder, will my job, you know, be the same when I renegotiate a contract? Will, will this whole, you know, epic crush of a, an economy impact that so much so that I'll have different choices to make? So those are individually going on. The one thing I would say is like advice too for people is just expressing that because that helps. Sometimes we forget to just say it, yeah. say it out loud. And, and I'm lucky that I have a partner who's the best communicator. I mean, he's made me a much better communicator. I was I the worst. Silently. I would say the one thing though, how that has, that has gotten us through this craziness is that we do in fact have an awesome uh, diffuser in our bathroom. And, uh, oh stop steam. yeah that's true that's Dude, true oh i thought you, i thought you were making fun of my poop right there oh no no no, no. <laughs> not on that's behind the camera yeah. the, your diffusers nick are amazing I, i'm Thank not you. advertising yeah. for you right now this is not this is not a, a thing but they're he does love I it i love i love diffusers and i never find good ones and <laughs> this is the one that i the only one i like there's so, your natural break by the way that's <laughs> awesome man thank, thank you for the plug ben i really appreciate it i love it, it. On, no it's on, they're amazing on, on that note uh let's uh what do you say we get to these calls and uh definitely appreciate you guys uh helping out uh don't forget to send your questions at asknickacastmedia.com and without further ado ask nick theragun i gotta tell you uh I've been using my Theragun more often recently uh, because I'm just sitting around and I feel like it, it's getting my muscles, you know, going, you know, at, uh, I'm working out a little bit, not as much as I used to, I, I feel like with staying at home and the, the Theragun is really helping me um, have my muscles stay active. At least I feel like they are. Either way, it's helping me sleep better, I've noticed. Yeah, I'm like holding so much stress in my body that I've been using the Theragun every day because I feel like, oh, 
Just got to release all that tension that's building. I I use it in my neck most of the time. Yeah, for the Me same too. reason. I, I grind my teeth a lot. And when I have stress, I, I have it in my jaw. And I usually always like use it on my neck. Like I'm just doing this constantly. Yes. Yes. This. Uh, oh, the there he goes. He's like, oh. Uh. Anyways, and I do it right before bed, and uh, it's it's fantastic. Feel better naturally, treat your pain, and get back to your life. Try Theragun risk-free for 30 days or your money back by going to theragun.com slash V-I-A-L-L. And that's confidence right there because they know you're going to love it. Like once you get the Theragun, you just become addicted to it. It's it's fantastic. For a limited time, my listeners to this podcast get $150 off your device. That is incredible savings. That's theragun.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Theragun.com slash V-I-A-L-L. It can be hard to know how to reach your financial goals even in the best of times. Betterment is here to help you reach those goals and make the most of your money. From the cash you save for tomorrow to the money you invest for retirement. How? Well, investing involves risk. Betterment is designed to take care of the hard stuff and help you do what's right with your money. First, they'll ask you some questions about what you've been saving for, then build a portfolio based on your needs. Then they'll provide ongoing expert guidance in the app itself to help you make smart decisions with your money. They can even give you advice on accounts you don't have with Betterment. They'll help you stay on track for your goals with tax-saving features and easy-to-use tools like automatic deposits. And you'll get everything for one of the lowest fees in the industry. Since 2010, Betterment has helped over a half a million people manage more than $18 billion of their money. Download Betterment app from Google Play or the App Store to get started today. Question time with Nick. Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. How's it going? Hi, it's going good. I'm Carly. I'm 24. How are you doing today? Good. How can we help? Um, Well, my life is pretty good right now. Um, right. and I'm, I know, <laughs> um, and I, I think I'm basically trying to figure out if I should propose to my partner during quarantine, if that's like, oh. if that's a good move. Um, so I've, I've been with this person for the last two years, a little more, um, and we have a really happy, healthy relationship. We've talked about getting married. I've been the one who's been, I'm younger and I'm a little more wary of marriage in general. And so I've been the one that's kind of hesitant, you know, no, what the hell, we're not doing that. Um, but I I just feel like I'm I'm shifting and, you know, we're quarantining together and it's been really sweet. It hasn't been hard thankfully I, I say that lightly I know a lot of people are struggling <laughs> um and and yeah I just think I think that I know that I want to and I think what's the tension for me is about is a, is everything to do with other people's reactions in my life sure tell me tell me a little bit about your relationship about your partner um so they're 30 um we live in a small town together, um, but we're both from cities. Um, okay. We we love to just hang out and be together. We're kind of homebodies. We love to cook. We love to talk about our feelings. Well, that's great. Now, now I, I 
I have to ask, because you suggested that you want to propose, and traditionally, you know, men propose. Is this, a, a, are you dating a man? Are you dating a woman? Like, what, what's, what's the reason you're thinking about proposing? I think the reason I'm thinking about proposing is because of our dynamic of, like, it would just be sweeter to come from me, to come from the person who is, who has been hesitant, you know? I'm dating exactly. someone who's, gen- who's gender fluid, but... So uses all pronouns, but um, when I met this person, like it, they were very much male presenting and using he and and I think we still do have a lot of some dynamics of like a of a straight couple. Um, and so so yeah, I would be like the more classic woman, I guess you would say. Um, okay. But I I just want to, and what the hell? It's twenty twenty, right? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, so I guess I'm curious is like, what are your reservations? I mean, because like the quick answer is like, well, if you want to go for it, you know. Thanks. I mean, I think I just feel, um, I feel, you know, I'm, I know a lot of people get married young. Um, I'm from Boston. We, we, it's a little less that way. 24 is considered pretty young in my family. Um, I also think I wish that I, was a little more integrated into my partner's family and friends. Like this feels like I wouldn't want this to put pressure on those relationships. I want them to continue to just develop in a, in a like, and at their own time and, and without like any stress, um, mm-hmm. I guess, particularly my partner's mom. I, she's a really cool person and she's a little hard to get to know. And I, I, I've been kind of going back and forth also on like if I should ask for her blessing like what is what would you know like what is this can I ask a quick question Carly so do you think that ha- had the coronavirus and quarantine and stay-at-home orders not happened mm-hmm. would you have felt this way because I think you know you might be feeling different because you've been isolated from the world and you haven't had the pressures you haven't had those would you have felt this way could you hold on and hold out until midsummer and say oh okay we've all been back in the life and i've started to get you know these reservations out of the way could you wait totally i mean yeah i could wait right like i think that's i think i think i also though like i've been feeling i think what quarantine has made me realize is like i actually have been ready and i exactly what you're saying like i i don't have these pressures i don't have everybody's like gaze on me quite as clearly and i'm just able to see that this is so clearly what i want and so yeah. i'm for the first time having this feeling of like but why wait but yes i could wait <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah so i think that's the question to ask yourself is it, you know how much of that is because you don't have those around and and that's wonderful that you feel this way and i agree with nick if you feel it there's no reason why you shouldn't. I just think that we're in a very strange time right now. And I would say, you know, and Ben knows all of this because, and most of the world has access to it because I wrote a book, but one of my best friends in life uh, that I met through a TV station I worked at, he became my best friend and then boyfriend, but he was gay. And then we fell in love with each other as people. And I think, and I'm trying to put myself, and I was 24, so that's why I'm putting myself in your position. I still think he's still one of my best friends. Ben and him are best friends, my husband. Um, I think that we would have potentially, without all of the pressures, 
gotten even closer to solidifying our relationship into marriage, which is something that we had both talked about forever. I don't think that it would have been great for us because of other if reasons. You were quarantined, you're saying. I'm not saying if we were quarantined, because I don't know that, because I have no idea. But I'm just saying it may have taken away. I'm thinking of some of those things um, that he was gay, which was a huge one. It would be like, you know, and then we fell in love with each other, and it was confusing, except for to us. It wasn't confusing to us because we loved each other. Um, yeah. And and so I'm trying to put my. I actually at the exact same age, so I'm trying to say if we hadn't had that, would we have? gotten closer and would that have been beneficial going forward? I can't say yes or no, except that now I know that I found, and Brad would say this too, I found him (laughs) the way that I needed him in my life going forward. So anyway, I would ask yourself those questions and I would think that time um, is on your side. You know, you can keep saying, and you can, you know, what might help too is just start expressing that and say like, this has been a really good time for me. And I feel like I'm getting even closer to feeling like that. Maybe that gets some of it off and you guys can start talking about the reality of it happening. I would enjoy yourself. I think I think this is a time that, I mean, divorce rates are skyrocketing right now because people can't stand to be with each other. You have the complete opposite where you have the luxury <laughs> of actually enjoying your partner very much, which is extraordinary. <laughs> and it's telling of your relationship, how strong it is. But I would, I would, there's no need to rush. There's no mm. deadline here. You, I, I would, I would just enjoy this, embrace it, mm. live in the moment as much as you possibly can. I mean, no, it's impossible to do that. <laughs> Everyone always says it, and I think it's such a BS, but try to live in the moment and try to just enjoy this time together where it's so focused, so concentrated. And like Ginger said, learn about each other as mm-hmm. much as this is the moment where you can truly learn about your partner to the fullest extent because there's nothing else to, 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 um, to get in the way of it, to distract you. So I would say just, just, Really enjoy this time. And, and I hate, I hate, 24, you said, right? You're 24. Yeah. I hate saying 24 is, is, is young. I hate being I c- condescending like that. I don't want to be that person. But you do have time. You're not, there's yeah. no reason to rush and just embrace this. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with what uh, uh, Ginger and Ben are saying. And kind of like what Ben said, like not to dismiss in any way your relationship. And I think what Ginger was alluding to is that there is no doubt that in, stressful times or just weird times, we have a way of responding to that, right? Um, and, you know, for example, like, I don't, I'm assuming you've seen The Bachelor or the show, but the, part of the way that process works is because it's such an intense environment, right? And that it doesn't make the feelings that people feel disingenuous. What it does is this, it, it heightens them, right? And so uh, we have these, you know, feelings in these kind of times to uh, again, I don't in any way doubt that you're convincing yourself of your feelings. It's just you have a singular focus right now, and that's kind of maximizing your feelings. And to Ginger and Ben's point, I think that's a great thing. It might make sense to just enjoy that, how you feel right now, because the truth is, if you guys truly are ready to you know, get married and be engaged, then that's a lifetime by definition, at least I'm sure I'm assuming you hope it is right, which means that nothing's going to go anywhere, right? So like, you might as well enjoy this moment and then wait to maybe more normal times to really get some clarity. Because it is hard to, to, to see things truly as they are, uh, when you're living in a, a reality that's not n- typical, typical or normal. Does that make sense? It makes it makes perfect sense. Yeah. That's very interesting to compare it to The Bachelor. Um, <laughs> I, I see what you mean. Well, I know the easy thing uh, in these times is to let yourself go, but I gotta say, uh, I actually uh, make it a point every day to 
do the things I do grooming wise, trim my beard, moisturize my face. I even fix my hair, even though I'm not going anywhere. And even though I don't have a ton of it right now, I'm just like trying to maintain a level of sanity. And so while I don't wax uh, my body, I do have a lot of female friends who would regularly go to, I don't know where you even go to get waxed, but they would go to these places to get waxed. And now harder to do. And the good news is Flamingo allows you to do the waxing yourself at the comfort and safety of your home. Yeah, I use their head to toe wax kit. I love it. And it just makes me feel so clean, so fresh. And also, I feel a little awkward going places to get wax. It's like very intimate. So it's nice to just be able to do it from home. I can and only, I, I can only yeah. imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just leave it at that. Anyways, try the Flamingo head to toe wax kit today at shopflamingo.com slash V-I-A-L-L. You get... 20 face wax strips, 24 body wax strips, post wax claws, and calming aloe vera serum for just $19. And it ships free. See why Refinery29 calls it the only at-home wax strips they've not hated. Get yours today for just $19 plus free shipping at shopflamingo.com slash V-I-A-L-L. I mean, I just kind of think back and like, I, it's great that Ginger has such a... A very specific comparison. I, I don't have that, but like I look back at my parts of my life where I was just going through stressful times and I started having, I started convincing myself of things that I th- was ready for or kind of was ready to rush. And again, like I'm not suggesting in any way that you're, you're rushing it, but it's, it's, you, you want to be careful about making life commitments in, in times where uh, things are not typical you know, or, or normal. It might be a little bit more stressful and, and things like that. So like to Ben's point, like express those feelings, put it out there, you know, like don't make it a secret, maybe share it with the family and stuff like that. You know, address the concerns that you do have, the things that you, you're not uncertain about your feelings towards your partner, but you are nervous about the response your family might have. You know, maybe this is a time to kind of warm them up to the idea, you know? Um, I did do that. I spoke with my parents. I, I told them I was thinking of this and they were happy for me. I, I think the concern is more, yeah, my partner's mom and all. Yeah. But I will say, I was, when, you, when you know, you know. Mm-hmm. When it's there, when it's something, but that comes with experience and that comes with life experiences. And you get to that point where you, you do make mistakes and you realize this is it. And you have that feeling in your stomach, but this is it. Because the worst thing I hate, when we got married... Everyone's always like, you're nervous? Are you nervous? I'm like, no. Why are people nervous before they get married? This is awesome. It's like another day. It's just some, you know, you know, you shouldn't be nervous. You shouldn't be freaking out. You shouldn't be thinking about cold feet or anything like that. You should be 100% sure. I yeah. agree. And I do feel that. Like, I, mm-hmm. I really do feel not confused about the actual question of this person, right? Like, I've, I've loved a lot of people. I, I'm young, but I've had a lot of relationships and I've, learned a lot and I've seen a lot not work and this is radically different like this is just you know um yeah but I also do think that in some ways I'm I'm putting a little pressure on myself in this moment because I'm like when are we gonna have this much time again to just celebrate an engagement like I'm not working 40 hours a week for the first time in a long time like which I know sounds like kind of weird and practical but like we're we're busy people and it would be nice to just get engaged and get to like goof off for two weeks together yeah but that that will be always there i don't 
I, I appreciate that. I don't think that's a reason to rush an engagement, you know, like. But it's, but it's not fresh. Like, I, it's something that I, I mean, it's something that I wanted before quarantine. It's just not something yeah. I gave myself permission to think about doing. I mean, here's the other thing that you could do. And this is just now me being like hopelessly romantic. And because I did end an engagement. Um, <laughs> not ours. Not ours. <laughs> a different one. Different engagement. I mean, engagement, an engagement isn't marriage. It is serious. Um, if you're, if you're talking it out and you're like, listen, we want to, we want to have this time. And I agree first and foremost with both Ben and Nick, you don't have to rush into it. But if you really feel strongly and you really want to do this, talk about what that means. And would the repercussions of ending an engagement be worse than breaking up someday you know what i'm saying so like so that you could at least because an engagement can be for two years you know who knows that and, and i did yeah. i ended it three weeks before the marriage and so that was too late i would not suggest that just just for like down payments alone um but i think that it's really helpful uh to if you talked it out and you both know it's like a prenuptial engagement oh, don't i don't, talk, don't talk <laughs> i'm just kidding no, I'm don't, not, talk it don't out. talk out like that part but i'm saying like if she really feels strongly and she wants to get engaged and she's like at the end of this she does like i don't care what you guys say about time you can do it and just know that know. it does it i wouldn't talk it forever out. i wouldn't talk <laughs> it out because then that ruins the whole romance <laughs> and the surprise of it all you want if you're going to do this during quarantine and you want to you want to do it you want to do it right you talk it out. It's like it's like buying the ring with the person. It's like it, <laughs> yeah, true, it's, it takes true. out all the romance. If you if you are sure, if this is something you feel, you're an adult. If this is something you feel, and you have that, and this is, and you're sure about it, then I, don't, I, I say go for it. I mean, you know, <laughs> we're totally heck? changing everything know, we're saying. I know. <laughs> I say go for it. I mean, because you, you're convincing you know, us. But no, it's the more the more we talk to you, you, you you're, you're a rational person. You said it. You were with them for two years. That two years, we were together for six months before I proposed to her. So it's it's it, you obviously know this person that you're with and you love them very much. Um, I think you know if it's something that you truly feel, I say do it. I say do it and and make create do do it in like Yay! a fa- in like a face mask <laughs> or something. My, my, I'm and then, all, and then if you need to, <laughs> I do have one, one question, Carly, just like you mentioned that your partner uh, is gender fluid. Um, and it sounds like there was kind of a progression and kind of with this person's identity. Are they, do you think that they're still going through that, uh, right now and kind of, uh, are they still kind of learning about themselves and kind of kind of becoming more comfortable in themselves or do you feel like they've kind of settled into who they are um i think it's a it's a constant evolution for a lot of us um so i think very much both like i think they're very comfortable who they in their body and who they are and i think mm-hmm. who knows 10 years from now what how they might want to present and how they might feel and i feel really comfortable with any direction that that could go even if that direction's without you, though. Yeah, that's the only thing I want to point out too. Is it's like that's amazing that you're comfortable with it, but that could be a like as they as they evolve, you know, and they identi- and, and they get to know themselves better. That might change the things that they want in their life. That's just, I mean, that's just kind of a, a reality. So that's just something to be mindful of, um, you know. And I don't know this person or your relationship, but if they are. I mean, I would say that to anyone, regardless if it has to do with like how they are, you know, identifying with their gender, I would say this to someone who has that all figured out, but is still like maybe learning about themselves or maybe their like relationship with their childhood or whatever. Like as a person kind of becomes more comfortable with their skin and in their skin, 
their desires and wants can change. And that's something to be mindful of. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how that's different from like getting engaged to anyone ever, right? <laughs> it, it It's not, you're right. You know, right. My point is, it's kind of like, you know, uh, I, you're, you're absolutely right. And what I'm saying is, uh, whether you get engaged to, to anyone, you want to make sure that they seem to be pretty comfortable with who they are as a person. You're right. We're always changing. We're always evolving. Right. I, 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 and, and as a, and as a married couple, you're, you're growing together. I'm sure Ben and Ginger to a certain degree can like think about how they're different as a couple now than when they got married. But you just want to make sure that's, that's one person is not maybe still discovering themselves more than the other, right? There should be like a strong baseline there is all I'm saying. And again, maybe that person is there. So just is that kind of evolution for them, you know, something that they will let you grow with them, you know, is kind of the big question. I think, I mean, honestly, I think if anyone's still evolving, it's me, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, I think, which I think is why it's like very much ball in my court to, to be the one to say, okay, I do want to commit in this really powerful way. Um, because yes, like they're, they're older, they're, they're pretty seasoned. Um, they're an earth sign, very grounded. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then I kind of with Ben, I say, you know, go for it if it feels right. But just, uh, yeah, like maybe, you know, we'll see. We'll see how like, the, you know, maybe right after quarantine, like set, set yourself up, you know, for it. But like, I think if you if that's where your heart is, then, you know, as far as overall, go for it. You're getting engaged. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted a little validation. I, I really like your podcast, Nick. I really appreciate your, your thoughts. Well, I, I appreciate you listening. And uh, it's always fun to hear uh, people's relationships and, and different people's perspectives. And uh, we really appreciate you sharing. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful All right. day. All right. Well, con early congratulations and give us yes. an update. Yeah, yeah. Have it, yeah please do. Uh, thank you so much. I will. Bye now. Great to meet Bye -bye. you all. You too. Thank you. <laughs> you too. I mean, I feel kind of bad because we totally flip flopped like a million percent. No, I think it was that's why conversations go though. We were not, you know. Yeah, she, she, but I felt convinced by the right, end. Right, totally. No, I think that she she seemed completely of sound mind, and you know, I hate saying it again, but it's you talk to a twenty four year old, you're like, what does it, you know, what does a twenty four year old have as far as experience is concerned? But she seems like she's very mature. Yeah. And, and I will say that me ending my engagement, if that were the way to, it was going to go, made me a much stronger relationship person mm -hmm. eventually. Yeah. So, and a lot less, and I don't think she's flip about it, but I definitely was more flip when I first got engaged. Yeah. She seems um, pretty short of herself. She and does. And I wasn't. And I, I think that's where the big difference is. I couldn't have made a call like this and been like, I can't wait to marry this person. I would have never said that. Not yeah. once in that relationship. I was, on, I mean, I, I Okay. <laughs> I, I agree with Brent. That's kind of an evolution in a conversation, but I think sometimes it's, it's one of those kind of what's the takeaways of the call is like, be careful when you're making big decisions under stressful situations, but it doesn't yeah. mean you're wrong about those decisions and you just kind of think it through. Um, and the truth is we don't know, we don't have the answer, right? Like things could work out with Carly and her partner and mm -hmm. it, it could change. I mean, that's one of those things. That's why you get engaged and maybe have a, you know, an engagement. So, yeah. you know, um, and that's what I was saying. Engagements can end. It I sounded just, so bad, but I don't. Mean 
I mean, you don't have to tell me twice, you know? Yeah. I, I just worry because people see marriage as no big deal. And then they well, get I married. Know I know they, but they do. They see, like, I was, I remember talking to somebody like, oh, you know, I'll just, we should just get married. Like to talking about another, another guy she was with. And I was like, no, they mm. don't just get married to get, this is a serious deal. And marriage is a serious deal. I mean, once the wedding is over and, and all, all the real issues come to fruition and that's when the work begins. And this, it's work. It's constant work. I mean, we, you, you, it's exercise, man. And you, and people think that marriage is just like, oh, you know, it's, it's sweet. It sounds great, but it's really difficult. It's not something to mess around with. <laughs> It's like having kids, yeah. same thing. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's your name? Rebecca, and I'm 24. Hi, Rebecca, 24. How can we help? Okay, so I've been with my person for six years, and um, we just got married three months ago in January. We, we got legally married because he's a marine and so we wanted to he proposed in december but we got married quickly after that just so we could get the benefits move in together legally and all of that um and we were in the process of planning our wedding for next year while he was gone last year he was in virginia um doing like courses over there for the marine corps for a good couple months and things were pretty rocky it was hard to communicate with each other he just was so busy all the time it was a hard time I didn't feel like I was getting enough from him. There was always one girl I was kind of skeptical about. He was going clubbing a lot at that time with his friends, which I didn't mind. Like that was his time to have fun. But I would see him like following girls on Instagram from Virginia Beach that are not Marines. So obviously he's meeting girls out. And then there was a charge on his Venmo, an Uber charge um, that he sent a girl money for. So I questioned that and he says like that it was for his friend that he slept over the night with this girl and didn't have his wallet. So he sent her money, whatever. I never had anything else to go off of. So I just said, okay, but it's always been in the back of my mind. And recently, for whatever reason, I just decided to kind of dig into it. And so I messaged the girl and I asked her if she hooked up with the friend. She said, no, I don't even know who that is. So I said, okay, then was it my husband? And she said, yeah, it was um, multiple times that they were hooking up. And it was up to even recently, uh, a couple months ago, that he was still reaching out to her, planning to see each other again, like offering to fly her out. Did she know you existed? No, apparently not. Okay. So this is kind of where I'm at now. And I, um, I guess my first process my first thought was like okay i don't want to be with this person i want to get a divorce okay um so i okay. talked to him about it uh, at first he denied it and he said he said no like i don't know what you're talking about and i said okay well with the little respect that you have for me let me know when you're ready to admit it and we'll talk so we didn't talk for a couple of days and then he called me and he said okay this is really hard to admit this, uh, but yeah, this is what happened. I went out with my friends. I got really drunk. I went home with her. And then a couple of weeks later, it happened again. And he said, I, I, I wanted to talk to you about it. Before we got married, he, he asked me, like, do you kind of want to sit down and have an honest talk with each other to kind of admit some stuff? And I did say no, because I just kind of thought, like, I didn't, I didn't have anything to say. And I was like, whatever you have to say, I don't want to know. So I told him no. He said, this is kind of what he wanted to talk to me about, but he was scared because he knew that I would leave him, that that's not something I'm willing to accept, really. 
So we talked and he admitted it and he just said he doesn't he doesn't want a divorce, but he'll sign the papers if I want to. Um, so then my thought process was, okay, I'm going to be divorced at 24. Like now, what do I do from here? So uh, I, I guess that's, that's my, that's my your, okay. So if you were to make a list on like reasons why you'd want to get divorced or reasons why you'd want to stay married, what would be like on that quick list? Cause it sounds like you're, yeah. go ahead. The reasons to get divorced is just, I guess, trust is the biggest thing now. Yeah. Um, and and up, especially because this wasn't something that like happened and he got rid of it. Like he still followed the girl on Instagram. That's how I knew. Like if he wanted, yeah. I told him, if you wanted to get rid of this, you could have hid the charge. You could have not followed her. I would have never found out. And he was like, yeah, but I, I, th I feel like he maybe wanted me to in a way because he's still, he still left it there. Like he wasn't very smart about it was trust always an but, issue with you guys since you're and you told you were looking at who's following on instagram you're looking at venmo stuff unless you have joint accounts was this always an issue with no, you guys I think, it, I think it was just something because he'll like send me money for lunch sometimes and i think it was just something like that i saw on the venmo mm -hmm. um I, we, we have a really good relationship and our communication surprisingly is actually really well <laughs> It's, but oh, seeing who he's right. like following new girls on Instagram and seeing that he's following new girls. And on I Instagram. would never know. Like you even know Instagram better than I. I would never know if you followed somebody on Instagram, which is really yeah, bad. Right. <laughs> That's the thing. Like on Venmo, like it's the default Venmo make, yeah. is, is to like have it be public who you're sending and receiving money to, you know. And so he probably didn't think about it. Um, and so you went on and you, you know, you you obviously have sent each other money. So like you saw that he sent this person money. Like that's. Um, yeah. Oh, it had like, oh, cause you have to put a message in the middle of it. That's right. But see with yeah. Venmo, like when we um, pay a babysitter, whatever we, I always put private yeah. even for that. Yeah, cause same. I just don't, I don't like that. I don't like that being out there. I don't know anyway, why like, why is it even an option? I don't know why. That's a great question. This is a whole, like, why does Venmo do that? I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I don't understand why they're trying for to this do reason, social, maybe? Yeah, social media app, but yeah, like it, it makes sense that he just got sloppy, uh, and <laughs> forgot and didn't realize it. I mean, listen, I, I think the important thing here is, uh, I just want to emphasize with what you said uh, as in, with regards to your fear and your fear being, if you were to decide to get divorced, uh, where do I go from here as a 24 year old? Uh, what does this say about me? Uh, it doesn't say anything about you. Uh, all the fears that you have about what people might think or what you'll think of yourself, you will definitely get over. And it feels infinitely worse in your head right now than it ever will be in reality. That's just a fact. I like, I have no doubt in saying that. Like, uh, <laughs> people are getting divorced all the time, especially young people who decide to get married, uh, realize pretty quickly that maybe they, they, they shouldn't. Uh, and I'm not telling you, you, you should get divorced, but I think having trust and security and feeling like your partner respects you is far more important than like what your neighbor might think of you. And so, like, 
they won't. Or who the next likely. person that you might meet, yeah. the same yeah. thing. That they're not going. They won't care. I mean, had I been divorced instead of broken engagement, you wouldn't have cared. And I that would was, have cared. No, you wouldn't have. Cared. <laughs> you would not have it cared. Would not have been an issue. We I'm a, just saying it wouldn't. Yeah. Most people, that's not that's not the deal breaker. Or if that is a big concern of yours, nobody's even going to bat an eye. Like, okay, yeah. so that happens. They, they really want. They really won't. I agree. Like all those things that we we judge ourselves harder way more than other people judge us. Um, and the only time I, I personally think that that becomes an issue for other people is when we project our insecurities so much that it becomes uh, something other people care about. You know, it's kind of one of those things, like if you go on a date with someone and, you know, it's like people like to know that you think they're great, but like there's a balance between, you don't want to go on a date and be like, why are you on a date with me? Like, I don't deserve <laughs> you. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I like why are you here? Like at one point, like it be it's flattering for like a split second, and then the other person starts wondering, like, <laughs> why am I on a date with you? Like I I don't get it. Yeah. So like that's the only time problems. that really becomes an issue is like if you wear this on your sleeve and you start like wearing it, like you start acting like you're damaged goods, like because you really won't be. And like no, it's a tale as old as time. Is like especially if, you know people in your situation, like. Uh, we got married. We loved each other as a real relationship, but the the marriage itself was a bit rushed because of like the situation we found ourselves in. You know, he was serving in the military. We wanted to get benefits that we couldn't get as a couple that was just engaged. And so we did this, right? Because like the only difference between like, what is really the difference? Like, uh, let's say you guys didn't for whatever reason need to like get benefits or like any financial security through getting married, you would have like waited, you'd still be engaged right now. And you would have found this out as an engaged couple. And in your head, it would seem differently, uh, different. So like what like, this is, this is really, those fears are really all in your head. And so, but at the same, I think at the same time, like when you said it and when you were telling us your story, my heart hurt. I don't know. So like my heart and I don't, it's not me being hurt. So I think that that emotion, you know, um, doesn't end quickly necessarily. I think you can work through everything. I think therapy is incredible. And if this person is worth it, I think that would probably be necessary. But my initial feeling was like this, like, oh, I felt horrible for you. And whether, whether you were married or just you had still been dating for six years, doesn't matter. Um, And so once that part is you're able to clear from that, I think then you really have to think about, um, is this person something I want to work hard for? And do they want to work hard for me? When you said he said, oh, I'll sign the papers if you want to. What, was that just like an offer? That seemed very. <laughs> yeah, very quick. I, I don't know. I, I think he knew. Like we've talked about it before. Like I told him, I'm not afraid to be divorced. Like yeah. it would suck, but I'm not gonna put myself yeah. in a in a relationship I don't want to be in. So he mm-hmm. kind of knew already that, like, okay, this is what she's gonna want. So he just but said I, he he told me this is not something that I want. I, I know I want to make it work, but it's like I'm not gonna hold oh, you back okay. from this. I, but I agree. I mean, there's something there in his response, and I know we're hearing it third party from you, but that just, to me, it sounds like he's just putting it out there that he doesn't want to get divorced, but like if you want to, it's almost like it's, 
and I'm not, I don't know if this is the situation because I wasn't there in the room when you guys were having this conversation, right? But sometimes people say things just to be able to say like, well, I didn't want to get divorced, you know? But like, is he really fighting? Is he really doing everything he can to like show his contrition, to show his like sincerity and how wrong, how he understands that like this was an actual mistake and he's not just sorry because he got caught. Like there's a lot of red flags here that suggest that like, this is not just a, a, a mistake. He just is sorry he got caught. And the only difference between that is like his like sloppiness on Venmo, right? That's a concern, right? Like, listen, people are human. People make mistakes. We all have moments, moments of weakness, you know? Like there are situations that we can be devastating to us that we can overcome, but like everything is situational. And like this just has a lot of red flags around like how it went down, uh, why he's sorry or why he's saying he's sorry. And like, well, I don't want to get divorced, but like, if you want me to sign the paper is not the type of response I would expect from someone who truly would do anything to make this work. And, you know, again, this is based on what I'm hearing from you, but yeah, unless, unless you're like leaving out information, it sounds like there's, there's just a lot of red flags here. Um, and I would expect, like Ginger said, for him to want to do everything. Like he's be the one, like, I want to get therapy. Maybe I, I, I want to go get help. I want to understand why I, you know, like all, like he should just be like bringing you a list of things, not as like, Hey, well, just let me know if you want to stay together or not. You know, like <laughs> it sounds um, like you substitute, you substitute a lot of your needs for this person as well. And that's unfortunate. I, do you have a, a lot of friends that are married? There's a lot of, a lot of your friends married. No, I don't have like a... That's good. <laughs> Being good. together for six years, it was kind of just us. That's good because that would that would be a lot more pressure, I think, would be added pressure if your friends were all married and then, oh, what am I going to do? I'm the only single girl in my group of friends, but you're lucky you don't have that. I, yeah. think, I think since you did substitute so much of yourself for this guy in these circumstances, I think now is a time for you to be selfish. And I think yeah. it's a time for yeah. you to really take care of yourself and have tunnel vision. Don't worry about anybody else. No one else matters. Their opinions don't matter. Nothing matters except for your strength, your independence, and your happiness. And that's something that you deserve that. You should focus on that right now. I, I totally agree. I think that's great. And then any fears you have about like, oh, well, I've committed so much energy to this relationship with this person. He was my best friend. And I don't really have a circle of friends. You are definitely young enough to like make a ton of friends. I, I have a lot of friends from high school and I have so many more friends that I have met in my late twenties and early thirties. So like, it's never too late to make great friends. And sometimes it's the, the situations that, and, and, and heartache that we experience that makes us relatable to people. You're going to connect with someone who's been in this situation. You're definitely not alone. Right. So like put that energy out there to like create new relationships and not just like with another guy, you know, like it might be a great time, like Ben said, to be selfish and like focus on developing friendships. And then maybe if you do leave this relationship, be mindful in your next romantic relationship, not to like drop everything else. We've, we've all done that, right? I've done that like early in life where it's just like you, you have this group of friends and then you fall off the map and like a year later when it doesn't go, go well, you're like, uh, guys, Hey, can we be friends again? <laughs> Sorry. You know, like I've, I've done that. Like I've had friends who've done that to me. We've all, we've all done this. Right. But it's just a, it's something to learn in the future. So, all right. Well, best of luck. Uh, hopefully Goodbye. this was helpful. Yeah. You're going to be okay. I just don't be, you know, I, I think that the biggest takeaway is this don't scare yourself into trying into following your heart and following your gut. Like 
if you want to leave this relationship, you know, really trust your gut. Like so far, I think what's really good is that your gut hasn't steered you wrong. Like even when your gut told you something was going wrong, like, and don't let your fears of the unknown stop you from following your gut. Because it did once when he asked you, uh, like, do you want to know? And you're like, oh, I'm too afraid to find out, you know, but, you know, that's a good lesson to trust your gut and just not be afraid of the unknown. Yes, definitely. For sure. Okay. Yeah, this All was right. really encouraging. So thank you so much. You're going to be okay. I promise. You'll be yeah, great. you will. You'll be great. All right. Take care. All right, guys. Have a great day. You too. You too. Do you I know just want to hug. Just want to hug her. I know. Just, I know. My heart hurt. But do you know I the the first thing I was thinking too, just or the last thing I was thinking was I was about to say to her, once you're out of this, you're never. It's never even going to impact you. Like it's not going to be a big deal in your life. Yeah. But if she stays in it, it will be a big deal for a very long time. And then yeah. I was like, wait, that's not good. I don't know what advice I would be giving there. It's, it's hard. It's so hard to give advice in these circumstances because everybody's different. I, we're a zero tolerance yeah. policy couple. Yeah. I mean, I don't care if there's a kiss. It's over. Mm-hmm. It's done. The divorce is there. It's apparent. It's present. We've it's, even talked about like acting. Like if if I had to be in acting and kissing. Oh, I, I wouldn't be able to, I would be, have to leave the room. <laughs> but that, but that's the, the type. Like we've even sure. gotten to depth of talking about it like that. So. I think also having that conversation early, which I w- we didn't get a chance to ask, that is one thing that with Ben made things different because I was a little bit of a, I was, I was not great. She was, she was a little in other relationships. She was loose fit jeans. Yeah. <laughs> and then I met Mr. Black and White and yes. that was him. And yep. he, he set it up very early the sounds bad, the requirements of the relationship, but like the list of rules, but I, but I respected that because it was clear from the front and I respected him. And I, for the first time respected myself so that I wouldn't go and hurt somebody. And I had hurt a couple of people and I had been, you know, in this terrible wheel of it. And so I'm not blaming this guy as if he's a horrible human being, but he just might be a young guy that's doing the same thing I was doing. True. And, and kind of to our last caller, like maybe he's getting to know himself himself. Um, I think people really, uh, underappreciate the importance of um, upfront expectations. Uh, we always go into relationships assuming, well, don't do this and don't do that and have trust. But sure, but everyone is different. Like you have non-traditional relationships and, you know, like a lot of people, especially young people operate under this like, well, I didn't tell you because I didn't want you to be mad, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, fine. It's just like a, an excuse. It's kind of BS. But if you are in, you know, early in a relationship saying, hey, listen, this is what I'm about. This is what I expect from myself. This is what I want from my partner. If you don't want a part of that, then that's fine. But that it's very clear from the beginning. And it just, it, it, it creates a lot less confusion. And kind of like you said, Ginger, like when you hear someone say that with conviction about their expectations for themselves in a relationship, that's attractive. It you is. Know, and it, it, it was also like rules for me to follow. Then. I you're, was more mature by then. And I had gotten a lot of that. Think out about of at 24 my... if I came to you and I said, this <laughs> is what I, yeah, exactly. But come off so intense and so overbearing. Uh, which it already did come off intense. And that was part of why. And he always talks about our breakups. Um, and so part of why <laughs> I broke up with him the first time was first time. not only was I not prepared in myself because I was just going through a bunch of mental stuff, but I was also not sure I could stick to the rules. And so I needed to be really clear with him and be like, nope, I'm not ready for you and this quite yet. Right. 
You know, yeah. I got to make sure that I don't want to go date some horrible human being for a while and then come back. And then once I really settled in and I realized, allow this person to love you, allow the black and white to work because it can and, and it should. And I want that too. And I would, then I was realistic about what I wanted. I wanted to be treated the same way that he wanted to be treated. And that's all it was. And then it was super easy after that. And I don't think you're the first you're one of very few that I haven't overlapped with. We'll call it that overlapped over. I call it the old overlap. Uh, well, I, I call it being a monkey, you know, going okay. from one vine to another, you know, that's the one. Keep on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, being ready. Being ready is a very valuable thing. I think mm-hmm. you, have to, you have to be ready. No, the reason young people get married and they get divorced is because they're not ready. You have to be ready to do this and make this yeah. commitment and fall off the vines and do all the things, you know, like and have all those experiences, like a young monkey right. had to fly off of a vine and fall. Okay. Too many and analogies. I shouldn't say yeah, young, but the only, you're right. The only reason yet. I was able to finally leave my first relationship uh, of, of seven years of breaking up a hundred times was because I met someone else, right? Yeah. I didn't have the maturity to just be like, this isn't right or healthy and I need to leave this situation. Like mm-hmm. I needed to meet someone else. And like that, that happens all the time. And that does come from like, just, you know, having that courage to be alone and, and saying no to something, you know, wasn't right for you. But that's, that's easier said than done. Being alone is terrifying for a lot of, I, I, I love He loved it. This alone. is the other thing is he never had a girlfriend nope. and that's, the weirdest thing to me. He's the opposite dated, of what you and I I've are dated. talking about. I've had, it sounds like I'm like a like a eunuch. <laughs> I'm his first girlfriend. <laughs> no, really, but it's. Though. I think it's 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 a it goes against the grain of like social norms, right? Like, I don't know why that is the way it is, but like when I get questions like I'm 22 and I've never had a boyfriend or girlfriend, am I weird? I'm like, no, you're a genius. Like you're, you know, like <laughs> yeah. you know, you uh, and like every it's not wrong to have a boyfriend or girlfriend, but. You know, especially now with people settling down later in life, right? People mm-hmm. just having different expectations than we had 15, 20 years ago, and certainly w- w- from our parents. And it's kind of like, well, unless you are really ready to get married, then why are you in a relationship? Are you just there to have a boyfriend and girlfriend? I, I don't know. So, like, sometimes you have to ask yourself, is it just nice to have or is this going somewhere? And sometimes it's just the former. And Ben was so strong with his conviction of knowing himself. He would wake up in a relationship, even when they lived together, which he did, and woke up and was like, this isn't right. And then he would just break up with them that day. I had to that, break day. Up with them that day. I had to find them and break up with I had this feeling in my stomach. I couldn't go another day without breaking up. I would wait closure. three years. I closure. <laughs> I'm somewhere in between. I'm not as <laughs> cutthroat as I probably I am now, but it was I was yeah. before. Yeah. It's yeah, neurosis, uh, I think it's more than <laughs> How's it going? Hi, I'm Jacqueline. I'm 33. Hi, Jacqueline, 33. How can we help? So I am a flight attendant. And it's funny because I I don't know if you can relate to this in any way because you've never talked about it on the podcast. But I absolutely hate talking about my job on online dating. It yeah. always like becomes this 20 questions game, the same stupid questions over and over and over again. And if I don't list my profession, that's like the first thing that they ask me. So how okay. do I like get away with not talking about my job? It's all what, anyone ever wants to talk about. What do you hate about it? Um, I think there's too many stereotypes associated with being a flight attendant, okay. which were actually confirmed on your interview with Peter. 
he mentioned that one of the reasons that he lives at home is because he's gone all the time. And that's actually not true for me. So when people just automatically assume, oh, you're never home, or how do you make dating work, or what's your typical route, all these stupid questions. And it's like they all have to get through the same questions before we could actually start talking. Gotcha. Um, Well, hey, listen, I guess my response to that would be you're probably making it worse than it actually is. Listen, certainly I I have lived a unique situation and my experiences are on TV are something I don't love talking about, especially on dates. But I also recognize that it's something that if I am interested in someone, I have to at some point be able to talk about it. And quite honestly, their ability to have a conversation with me about it is important in, in my ability to... Uh, see if if I can connect with them because it is a big part of my life and I need to know that they can have a discussion with it, uh, a, a discussion about it. Same goes for you or anyone or whatever job they have. Part of the reason why like I think you're making a little bit too big of a deal about it is because like what do you do for a living is a very normal like first date kind of conversation starter. And the reality is a lot of people are, are, they get anxious, they get nervous, they don't know what to talk about. Like what do you do for a living is right up there with like how's the weather. Um and so, uh, yes, you happen to have a profession that uh, everyone uh, thinks they know a lot about, and they might even have a lot of assumptions about what they are, and you've probably developed um, an annoyance over it, and you've developed this kind of like irritation with having to explain the misconceptions that are at least specific to your life. Because again, like every flight attendant's life isn't the same just because you're a pilot or a flight attendant, like your situation might be different. You know, like you referenced, you know, Pete, my interview with Peter, like, you know, Peter's never home because it sounds like he's leveraged his life in a you know profession as a pilot to travel where you haven't like, it's like, I'll travel as a result of work, but when I'm not working, I'm, I enjoy being at home, you know, whatever. Um, so my guess is you're probably making it a little bit worse than it is. I think it's something you're always after going to be open to. Quite honestly, if I was on a date, you know, and I went on a date with a flight attendant, let's say we're on a date and I was like, oh, so what do you do? And you got like guarded against that question. I would be like, why? <laughs> what? Like, what? <laughs> why is she like? <laughs> it's the fact that they like won't stop. I can try to change the subject or say like, oh, three truths and a lie. Let's let's switch this over to something else. And then they always go back to it. And I'm like, there's so much more to me other than my job. You know, like it's it's an obviously a big part of my identity, but it's not all of me. I'm curious, like, what are these yeah. questions that you're getting? Stupid questions like, you know, Mile High Club. Have you ever dated a pilot? What's your typical route? And like, there is no typical route. It changes every single week. Or what do you do on your layovers? It's like the same questions from every person. It's not like people switch it up or just say like, oh, tell me a great story or something crazy that happened where it's like an actual like storytelling conversation. It's all the same stupid question. Well, I don't, I don't, I do. And I don't know if this would help, but um, we all have different professions here. And I would say that I wasn't ever thinking that it was about my job, which is a meteorologist, which people automatically think weather girl, which is not because I studied science. So it's different than what people think. So there's a lot of assumptions that people know and ask the same things. But I always found, I'd say the annoyance came wasn't in what they were saying about just my job, but it was just 
every time you had to go on a first date, there are those repeat questions. Like I find in my head, it was like the family stuff, the sibling stuff. So everybody's got like a tender spot of what kind of, oh, I have to go through this again. But unfortunately, I think that's just part of the game. I think you have to go through it and you have to do it. And, and now it's funny because (laughs) we've been married six years and I'm like, do you want to know anything else about me? (laughs) Well, that's that's I think that's a, a novel point. First of all, are you immune to turbulence? I need to know. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, but I think I think the the good news is is that people, these guys are asking questions. Yeah. It's a huge complaint about most women that I know that are single are. I went on a date. The guy didn't ask one question about mm-hmm. me. All he did is talk about himself over and over again. So at least you're generating interest, and these people are interested in your life. And, and if you go past second or third date, they'll get over all right. the questions. The right. questions will be done. Then you're past that point. What's too bad is that maybe it won't work after six, and you got to start over again. But that's just – I think that really is every first date. I find it at work when I'm meeting new people, when I'm doing interviews and I'm interviewing somebody. I tend to still feel that first date feel where mm-hmm. you're kind of saying those same things and repeating – I don't it's know. Just, it's small part, talk. Yeah, it's small talk. Yeah. It's just the beginning. And otherwise, because the, and you, you said it really well. You said, well, that's not my identity. It's only a part of my identity. That's a very advanced thing to say. Most people can't even get to that point knowing that about themselves. So you're already ready for like this deeper heart connection. And maybe you'll find that in somebody that's also ready. But I think most people, as Nick was saying, are nervous. They're, they're kind of at the shallower end, depending on where they are in their dating you life. Cool or, you have an interesting yeah, job. Yeah. If yeah. you're doing data entry, yeah. you'd be like, oh, okay, great. What are you doing? Oh, okay. You know, that's, you, that's, have you seen office space? Like, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And that's part of it too, is like, you're going to be on a date and you're going to say, oh, well, I'm a flight attendant. And immediately these guys, like brains are letting up like, oh, great. Like easy 20 questions right off the bat. Yeah. Because a lot of times it's like, uh, what do you do? And they say some, some like totally like, you know, data entry, like, oh. Oh, so is that like Done. fun? Supply chain like, management. You know, you know uh, one of my majors <laughs> in college. Um, of course. <laughs> but see, the problem uh, yeah. is like, it's more the online stuff. Once I get to the in-person, like I can avoid it and kind of steer the conversation elsewhere. And it's not as big of a deal. But it's the, uh, like the messaging back and forth. Like we can't get past that. And then I don't even know if I want to meet them because... That's all we've talked about. You know what I mean? Uh, well, how how long met, are you talking with these them. guys on online dating? Like, <laughs> right. I would just meet them then. Well, not yeah. now, but you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Set up a Zoom. I mean, that's a thing. Like, now's a great time to like, you just want to like do a Zoom date. And if it goes bad, just like hang up, you know, it's like there's, um, but yeah, like I don't, how long are you really like, maybe you're talking and communicating over text too long before you're like making the move. We to, don't like, even get to text. It's just yeah. on the app. Like they, we cannot well, get whatever. Past. I mean, text on and the app. And then you stop writing and then you just stop because you're like, okay, that was 19. I'm done. <laughs> I, I would see it as a game. I would see it as fun. I would, I would make up answers. I, have you been to the mile high club? No, but I've been to the two mile high club <laughs> and just make up the most random answers you possibly can and just make it a game. Well, yeah. and sometimes I'll like answer like, okay, let me give you a quick lowdown. Can we talk about something else now? Like, Hey, I saw a picture of this, or I saw this in your, you know, whatever. And it's like, it, it just, I can't steer it away. It's so well, why, why don't you like, I mean, if it's just like on the dating app, you can have some fun here. Like, you know, when someone like, what do you do? You just be like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a crime fighter. And they're like, oh, like, like a cop. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I'm more like vigil ante, like make shit up that people clearly know that you're kidding. And then they're like, no, no, what do you do? Be like, 
Yeah, I would rather like have that like a conversation in person about it. And like that's intriguing. I mean, you're gonna end, they're gonna end up finding out you're like a flight attendant, which is like, oh, okay. Well, like they're like, ooh, what what does she do? Like, why is it so like that could be exciting? But like, actually, a good strategy is to is bad. to is to make up something so extraordinary so that flight attendant sounds so boring <laughs> compared to it. Like I'm a lion tamer. I don't know. Like I, yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm a flight attendant. Let's order dinner. Yeah. <laughs> like I work as Santa Claus's assistant. I don't like it's. Um, <laughs> You know, just like, like, you know, when you're when online dating, I think knowing you can take a joke or like say a joke or other. And and that's I think that's very important to like be sarcastic in an obvious way that if they that clearly that you're joking and if they take it too literally, that's a red flag. But there is a part of that. You're probably you've lost a little bit too much patience with it. I mean, listen, I, I. I don't love every time I go on a date to have to do the whole song and dance about me having 10 siblings. Do you really? You're lying. No, show me a picture. What are their names? Like he lists their names. Like you're lying. You're lying. Why am I, why would I be lying about this? Like, I don't know. Like, like, uh, but I, I have to do it. And it's, it's the literally the same reaction every single time, you know, but you know what? What It is parts of the bachelor. Yeah, like what it's, if it's, people it's, ask certain things about The Bachelor that just make you so irritated? How do you steer the conversation? It, it just, you know, it just, uh, to a certain degree, I have to be okay with, if, if I'm interested in actually dating someone, that is a part of my life. You know, you are a flight attendant, right? And so if you do end up liking a guy and you actually start a relationship with someone, they need to learn about you, right? You're going to have to talk about what you do. And I have to recognize that, like, and it all depends on, you know, for me, it's so unique and there's things I have to consider. But at the end of the day, if I like someone, I have to be open to talking about it. Because the truth is, I want someone to be able to relate to me. I want someone to share my perspective on the show. So if they come from a part of life that has, they have a hard time relating to my experiences, I have to be open to talk about it. And how they approach that and the questions they ask and how they respond to my answers is, a, for me, a, a big indication of our, our compatibility. So, like, to be closed off is, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of weird, to be honest. And, like, I get where you're coming from, but, like, you know, again, it's, it's just, it's a normal conversation starter. It's low-hanging fruit. It's first date stuff. They're just looking for things to say. I think as a society, we've become worse at talking. We've become worse at communicating. We're not good at asking questions. And so part of it is just like, you know, they don't know what else to ask. But like a lot of it is nerves. And, and you know, I think you being closed off makes it even more challenging. Like, well, why, did, why won't you answer this question? You know, like, you know. But it just, there comes a point where I'm like, okay, like, can we now get to know each other a little bit? You know? Can you, know, you like, ask I don't mind answering some. Can you divert? She does, and then they come back to it. Oh, they always come back to it? Oh, wow. I think in general, I think in general, like, (laughs) messaging on a dating app is not a place to get to know someone. Messaging on a dating app... take your cues. Like, your face would show you that, um, don't ask another question about... Like, you know, you may have that in there. But why... Like, so, like, I guess my question to you is, like, try to get to the face-to-face. I mean, now we're living in a... Like, you can still do FaceTime dates and Zoom dates. You know, Zoom dates may be better because you don't have to give your number if you don't want them to have their number. But, like, get to the... Get to it quicker. Like, stop... Like, messaging with someone you've never met in person. They have no idea about inflection on text messaging, you know, like, their tone. A lot of assumptions are made via text messages with someone you have never met. So, like... 
I don't get why people spend a lot of time messaging uh, with people they've never met before they meet up, whether it's like, for coffee or a drink, obviously, or like you're in right now for like a FaceTime or a Zoom date. Like, get to it quicker so that you can have like, you know, uh, it's hard to ask, you know, deep questions over text because like you don't know how that person's going to take it, you know? So, yeah, you're you're maybe waiting too long to get there, and someone. I think that that's a that's a problem with dating apps in general. Is like both. I've heard this from a lot of people. Both parties are like too like they're they're too pokey on like getting to making the move of like, do you want to like get together? But again, now is now is like arguably a great time to meet new people because like when you're on a dating app, I get it, right? It's like, oh, do I want to go out and meet this person at a restaurant and like sit down for like an awkward drink and kind of. I don't know, you know, or like if, do I want it? Like if I'm in LA, it's kind of like, well, do I want to drive across town? Now it's like as easy as like popping on a zoom date and like talking for 15, 20 minutes and popping off. Like what a great time to like, to rapid fire, just kind of get to know someone. On my days off, you know, like if I am gone for a couple of days and I come home, like I don't want to waste my time with someone that I'm not totally sure I want to spend time with. So you're right. It is. It is a good opportunity right now. I, yeah. Give each other a little grace. This is, it's, yeah. you know, you, and I, I just don't want you missing out on a great guy because he asked too many questions about your job. <laughs> That's, that would be, a, that would be terrible. You know, that'd be a tragedy. Yes. So I, I just, a little grace on both ends, I think would be valuable. I, I, I agree with Ben. I mean, it's, I mean, listen, the best conversationalist is going to ask you about your job, you know, um, you know, and there's always an awkwardness and like you might not be realizing it, but I'm certain that as a result of this being a thing in your head, like uh, you come, you probably come across even on text as a little more guarded. And, and then when, when someone feels like you're like not giving them anything, they actually just kind of bury themselves and ask more of the same. Like it becomes this like, Oh, well, like what else should, you know? And then there's like this awkwardness and, also, like, can I ask one last question that is seriously important when it comes to being a flight attendant? Oh, God, I knew it. Which airline? <laughs> <laughs> because and I know that's the one she's an airline snob I am but that's the only and I've snob. told Nick knows this Ben yeah. knows this uh, but it's important you know <laughs> I will and say I'm not the that. same as Peter I've flown a lot more okay. Delta recently well, that's too bad because of Ginger <laughs> yes it's pretty special it's a pretty special airline it, it is oh, but yeah. but anyway I, I mean those are the they may have like that might be part of them you know like that would have been my play on it if i was going on a date with you i'd be like oh immediately i need to know and i need to talk crap about you other are so, <laughs> she's the weirdest airline you're, you're talking to like an airline nerd like she will she was so close to diamond that she was actually considering like flying to mississippi just to obtain diamond status people do that they're it's crazy <laughs> or like pay the money just get so she's an airline snob. I flew Southwest once and Ginger <laughs> reached out to me out of nowhere, just shaming me. I'm just like, yeah. it made sense. Like, I don't know, like, also they, they, they do songs. <laughs> <laughs> it has its place is all I'm saying. Uh, anyway, I think that's, but right. look at it that way. It could be humorous. It could be fun. There might be something when you're in person because it would come up much different if I just asked what airline than yeah. me being able to inflect. So there's an example. Although you would say what airline and then she would just hang up on you immediately. <laughs> yeah. Click. I'm over this. Yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, I think the big takeaway here is like, you're going to have to have a little bit of patience, especially early on. 
get to the conversation, uh, or, you know, leave the, the, the messaging via dating app as quick as possible and either get to the date or, you know, get to a zoom or whatever. Um, and yeah, have a little grace and patience with someone who's just trying to figure out, you know, like what questions to ask. Cause it, you know, dating is hard and people get nervous and it gets redundant. It just does. And I get it, but you know, we all have those frustrations, but, uh, you have to power through, you have to, you know, you have to be easy to get to know that's important in dating. I hear you. Makes sense. All right. Well, thanks for calling again. Thank you. All right. Bye. Good luck. Bye. People are uh, so sweet. They're also they nice. are so nice. They're also yeah. They deserve yeah. happiness. They yeah. But yeah, I mean that's 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 the thing. It's just like I, literally identical reactions from every single person I've yep. ever gone on a date who finds out I have ten, ten siblings. It's like there's this universal reaction that you must have, you know, um, and it, it is what all it is. from your mom what? from the same way, you know, no, like from the that. same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and you know what? Like, does it get redundant and irritating? Sure. But you know what? You know what? I also know it's also like a great conversation starter. It like loosens people up it, like it like it's it makes it fun and interesting and exciting. And, you know, like and. I've learned to embrace that because it helps like kind of loosen up the conversation. And like, sometimes you need to ask the boring, redundant questions to, to find the interesting kind of path of a question. Because, I think that's like, a great point. Yeah. Cause we you know, did that. Our first, like we went, we walked through central park. That was like our first, not, not at all date. It's just after we met, but it was a half hour of, you know, talking and, within that conversation, we both got through the job stuff fast. And then we were down to like, I had a, a weird time in my life where I was very lonely and watched all of John Cusack's movies. And, um, Ben, great. like, it, great. yeah, but it got to that point, our conversation within the park that, so that's exactly right. Is that even within that time, we were able to cover so much ground yeah. in person. You want to get to that place where you're like, how did we start talking about this? You're like, Oh mm -hmm. yeah. That like lame topic, you know, but it yeah. like, it's got to start somewhere, you know. So and guys are inquisitive; they're asking questions, which that's is good. which is so rare, I find. So that's she's she's one step ahead of a lot of people already. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which comes with territory. It's not a curse; it's a blessing. It is, it is, and it's a cool job. She has a cool job. It's 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 just the way it's. Yeah, like I, said, mean, when, I mean, when meet people, they make dating so complicated now. We were talking about this on my show that you can now like find out on a dating site if the other person believes that climate change exists. It's so weird, and it's like, oh my god, just go out on a date with somebody. What is all these like these specifics? Oh, 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 this is this is blondesonly.com or yeah. I love I love motorcycles.com like just go on a date you're supposed to have differences you're supposed to you're have. absolutely right yeah we've developed too many non-negotiables in our yeah. for ourselves and in our dating lives and like they certainly have some but you know part of the beauty of like and i'm assuming you guys would know this is like there's got to be beliefs that you guys had that have changed as a result of like learning the different perspective of your partner or and they maintain, that, they'd say different. Or they maintain, and it's yeah. like the compromise at different times. Sure, and that's sure. something that you have to be willing or ready. And that's, yeah. Like she believes yeah. in, in, in this human This is going to be fake, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she lives in human sacrifice every Sunday night. The hardest know. thing that I'm still not good at is Ben is so full of 
S in most of these cases that he goes and tells people stories oh, or like yeah. if people don't recognize me right away or whatever, he will he will mess with them. Yeah. And I am so uncomfortable still to this day. It's like my least favorite thing. And he's like, you know, I hate that. She'll so have to leave the room if I'm messing. If I'm I, I can't lie. I'm incapable. Or of he'll lying. say like he was a wide receiver for the Lions. Like he'll just make up like this I was, whole I story. And I'm in like high school and I, I got a full ride to Duke for basketball. <laughs> and I played a little professional, but I wanted to be in radio because it pays so much better. <laughs> so, I, so that's what it was. And she'll just leave uh, the room. I'm, she can't I'm getting better, but it's. You're not getting better. You're terrible at it. <sighs> no. Not good. Yeah, that's why I, I find that surprising that like uh, you're not good at that, Ginger. I know. So I feel like, uh, I feel like it's great to have like Ben. Obviously, has a a, a great sense of humor, and like it would be yeah. worse if he was, uh, awkward so serious. About, or so, yeah, true, so serious. True. But it's the it's that people believe him so much that that's the thing. <laughs> is if it's if if it's an obvious and like somebody's lying and then and all right away people are like, oh, that's funny. It's that it goes on for 10 minutes I'll and I'm go, like, I'll just oh. escalate it to the point of I'll go into space. Like I'll do. He still do gets his mom. He still, his mom thought Emeril Lagasse was going to do our wedding food yeah. for like three days yeah, she, because he was it. so convincing yeah. and like that type of thing. I can't. I can't. I'll joke, but I can only do it if I know I'm telling the person that I'm joking. I can't lie. I am incapable. Of right. Lying. I can only do it if I know for a fact that I will be telling this person. I'm just kidding. Sure. But after you've convinced them. Right. right. Of course. After yeah. you're a fool of them, of course. <laughs> like right before they're like, I got to tell everyone. Nope, <laughs> like, no, 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 no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just making a joke. <laughs> How's it going? It's good. How are you? Great. What's your name? I'm Caitlin. I'm 34 in Denver. About to turn 35 in a couple weeks. So really living it up until that happens. Um, so I wrote you because I downloaded a dating app in February. I hate dating apps. I'm not much of a dater, but I ended up meeting a guy off of it in early March and really, really liked him. Um, we went on two dates. There is no intimacy on the date, so I didn't kiss and we didn't hook up. Um, and then I left for a ski trip in Aspen. Then a huge outbreak of COVID happened in Aspen, and I had to self-quarantine. And then in Denver, um, about a week after that, they did a stay-at-home order. So we're stay-at-home, not shelter-in-place. And I haven't been able to see him since I really wanted to. But um, we've been texting a little bit back and forth, um, maybe one to four times a week. I usually let him initiate the text because I don't want to come off, like, too eager. Um, so some of my questions for you is, how do I maintain his interest while this is all going on? And there's no real end date with when people can go back into the community again. How do I make sure I'm not being too passive or aggressive? Um, and then also the conversation, I mean, it's been four weeks of talking to him um, over text, but the conversation is very like light. Like it's a lot of jokes and memes and like funny things. And I'm curious how to take it and make it, you know, a little more serious and try to get to know him better without coming on too strong. Um, yeah, these are great questions. I think if I, you know, if I were doing like a questions with Nick on my Instagram version of this, I would, you know, my immediate question is you're, you're thinking too much about being too aggressive. You're, you're over. I mean, I'm just such a big believer and, 
people need to stop worrying about that. I mean, people know when they're being too aggressive. Like, and and if you're so self, usually it's the people who are very self conscious about coming across too aggressive, or the ones who are way too passive. Um. You know, you have that kind of self-awareness about you. And as a result, I mean, the re- the reality is, like, the right guy is not going to see that as aggressive. I mean, it's normal in a dating situation to talk about serious things. Like, it's great that he seems playful and that you both, like, share a similar sense of humor. And, like, yes, memes are fun to, like, respond to in texts and, uh, you know, I always hear from like women about like guys being bad texters and I would put myself in that situation. It's like, how much can you really communicate? Like texting is really kind of for that kind of quick responses and having a sense of humor. But, um, yeah, you're just, you're probably overthinking that a little bit. And kind of one of those things where like, if you try to drive the conversation down to more, like get to know you serious path and he responds in a kind of a, uh, a dismissive way, then that would, be a very good thing to find out now, you know, whether like either a, how interested is he getting to know you or B, does he have the emotional maturity to ever have these conversations at all? You know, some, some guys don't, you know, maybe he's just, you can certainly learn pretty quickly if a guy, you know, a lot of people like, Oh, does he just trying to hook up with me? Well, if he's uninterested in having like deeper conversations and he's just like, I'd rather send a, a, a meme, then that might be a sign that he's like not all that interested in doing that. Okay. Why don't you, Do guys you talk have... on the you... phone? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh yeah, I. Well, no, we haven't talked on the phone yet. I'm not. I'm not a big phone person. I would do it if someone suggested it, but it's not something like I would initiate. Um, but you know, I know that that is an option. Um, we're both quarantined alone. So like I've been alone for four weeks at this point. He's about at three. So like I haven't had any human interaction well, um, outside yeah, of like what, my neighbors. What about like FaceTime or like Zoom or? <clears throat> yeah, I could, I could do that. I just, I don't know how to maybe um, ask someone because I guess my biggest issue is that like two dates isn't like enough to like base something off of you know what i mean i just yeah but you're not you're not i don't think you even have to ask i think if you just i mean this might sound really old school of me but if you just called or just facetimed he might pick up and then I think that would also be very telling, you know, that would just be like, it, it, what's the worst thing that that happens with that? He picks up and you have the best conversation ever. I don't know. You could. Yeah. Totally. I hate this situation because I, I, I feel for you. I know what you're going through because there is a game. Unfortunately, it sucks, but there is a game that is played where if you don't want to be, like you said, you don't want to be too passive, you don't want to be too aggressive. There's like a very slight dance that you have to perform in order not to drive the person away, but still seem scintillating to them and it sucks because you're 34 we're at an age where it's like just get to the point do you want to be with me or not are we going in the direction it doesn't sound like he's a hookup kind of guy because he would have made the move on the first date and he didn't and that's and i'm not a hookup kind of guy and i would make a first move on a first date so that's 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 good to know like he, he usually initiates yeah yeah. That is fantastic. Yeah. That is that is that is the first inclination that this might act. This this is actually very good in your favor because guys wouldn't. And I know again, I know tons of women that are single that are chasing down guys, and they said he didn't text me back. Oh my god, he waited a day. He waited two days, and they're driving themselves absolutely mad. So at least he's initiating, which is great. 
But I would, I yeah. think, I think this right here, what we're doing is so back in the day when you used to call somebody you liked and you used to get a zit on your chin because the phone was resting there for so long. That's how you get to know somebody. You can't get to know somebody over text. You can't understand what they're saying, if they're, what their context is. Yeah, call them, context. call yeah. them on the phone and hear their voice and talk for an hour or two or five seconds and be like, this was a total, this was a total waste. Okay, great. Let's move on now. But yeah, you're quarantined. So you got to talk. I, I totally agree. And like during, go ahead. I was going to ask if you guys have any advice on like questions I could ask him to start to like dig a little deeper or how I could maybe initiate like the phone well, call. Other than I mean, like, I guess the, the what do you want to know about him? You know, I mean, I getting, getting more into like, you know, stories about our past and like maybe how I can relate to certain things, just like quirky little things other than like how many sisters do you have? Like we, we had that initial <laughs> conversation, but it's, right. Like getting a little deeper, and I tried to it's like awesome. text him. I want to call. I want to talk. Do you want to talk on the phone? Oh, Boom. see, I think you just call. I think you just yeah. call, and then and then you the the conversation will develop. We actually were just talking about this, but I think that if it's natural and if it fits, and if he's ready for that conversation, or he'll call you back when he is ready. You know, then yeah. you. Yeah then you just go for it. And then if it becomes one of those great three hour conversations, that's outstanding. And if it doesn't, then that's telling, you know, I, I totally agree. And I think, you know, FaceTime, I think is probably a little bit better if you can see their face. And like, I think, I think it does how, how you frame it. Like, it's so weird that sometimes like, if you were to call them up and then be like, all right, well, here, I have a list of questions I want to ask you. And like, <laughs> all of a sudden it becomes like, what, 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 like, why, you know, but like, just, just get on the phone and start talking. And maybe like you're sitting on yeah, a couch like and you're both that. watching a movie and you're like, Ooh, what are you watching? You know, you kind of watch a movie together and it like, you like have commentary, you just keep it real light. And then that should like evolve into like questions, you know, like it, it should go down a path where you like ask a question and they, you know, uh, do they give you like a one or two word response or do they talk a little bit, you know? And, and it just, yeah. But I think, for you, you seem so self-conscious about like asking the right questions in a way that he will respond in a, in a positive way. I think you're just in your head a little bit about it. And so it's going to seem more tense. Um, and I'm, I'm a big believer. Like, yeah, I agree that there is a game that it, people play, but you guys did go on two dates already in person. You've been texting for a, a period of time. This is like, I mean, you're well past, like, this is not like you met on a dating app and text a few times. And the next question out of your, you know, that you want to ask on the date is like, you know, his five-year plan, you know, like there's been some communication. Like at some point you got to, you do have to like have these conversations to show that there is something worth continuing to talk about. I feel like it's Groundhog's Day, but <clears throat> on the, like the first date. So it's just not getting past that, you know, barrier. But I'm I would like I'd like it to be because eventually if I do see him in six to eight weeks, like I'd like it to be like more established, not like defined, but just you know be able to see him and. Cool. I mean, did you did you watch Love at First Sight? <laughs> and I'm not I'm not trying to relate this, but that you you are able without being in person, if if it is a call yeah. or a wall or whatever it is, you are able to yeah. develop really outstanding yeah. connection without having that in, in person. So that was a great, I mean, yeah. both entertaining and wonderful way for us to prepare for something like this, yeah. because I yeah. think that that tells you a lot. Are you able to go on walks in, in Denver? 
yeah, so we can go on walks. He actually lives about five minutes away from me, and I have a dog, so I take my dog out frequently. I'm right in between two big parks. Why don't you guys set up like a, a yeah. kind of cute six quarantine date or a six yeah. foot date? Like it'd be kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you can still, you know, practice safe social distancing and be socially like responsible and like still be in proximity together. Like it kind of has a cute element to it. I've seen, you know, I have friends who have friends and people have shared some stories on social media of ways people are kind of circumventing the times that we're in to still like show their sincerity and, 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 you know, of, you know, uh, advanced relationships that they're excited about. Um, and I think you guys can do that, but right now you're, you're sitting in limbo and maybe he's doing the same thing, kind of waiting for one person to make the move. And I think it sounds like you guys have had enough of conversations where if he responds in a way that makes you feel like you're being too, uh, too much, then that just shows that maybe he's just yeah, not, he's not ready. He's not ready and it won't be, he won't, and by not ready, I mean like he, this isn't it for him, you know, um, he either lacks the maturity, maturity. Yeah. I would, I would set up a face of say, we're going out Friday night on a FaceTime date. You got to get dressed up and we're going to have, you're going to have dinner. He's going to have dinner. You're both going to have wine and you have a FaceTime date where you actually have a date. Like you're sitting across the table with somebody, but you do it in a creative way. And this is what, and this, this type of, um, I don't want to call it aggression. It's not called aggression, (laughs) but this type of creativity Mm. was exactly what he did on our real dates. And it was a lot at first, but I have to say that once it was there and in front of me, and maybe if you're presenting it or, you know, he'll feel open to presenting it or, or being ready for that because it's, it's not the same right now, but I think that you have to throw it out there. Yeah. Do it. Crazy. It's a weird time. I think embrace that. Yeah, the difference between what seems aggressive or assertive, like, just comes down to compatibility and interest. And, like, you, you have to, like, take risks once in a while. Yeah. At, uh, to find, you know, and at the, uh, at the risk of being rejected, which is not a reflection of you. You know, like, if you get rejected, it just means it wasn't the right situation. But you have to put yourself out there. You know, I know it's cliche to... Because the right person will find it charming and interesting and, and be like... And, and, and he or she will like tell their friends, like, you know, one girl can be like, oh, some guy did this, like, oh God, it was kind of weird and aggressive. And then the same girl with a different guy would tell this story to her friends and all her friends be like, oh my God, I wish a guy would do that for me. You know, like (laughs) it just all comes down to like compatibility and interest, but like, you know, as long as you don't get down on yourself because everything you're doing is right. As long as you don't get down on yourself, if you do reach out and he says, uh, I heard ghost. Or he go, what do they say? Ghost. The ghost. They the ghost. Kids say ghost. Yeah. Kids say ghost. Yeah. Yeah. If he bounces or leaves or yeah. whatever it is, as long as you don't say to yourself, "God, I'm such an idiot. Why did I reach out? I'm so stupid." Don't do that. You're not mm-hmm. doing anything wrong. You're doing everything right. Yeah. I mean, this is the optimal time to ghost somebody if you were to. You were it to really is. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Right. But it sounds like you have a lot of just. Uh, hesitation and fears about like doing it wrong. And to Ben's point at this point, there's, it's just about, it's just, you need to find out how compatible you guys are and you're not doing anything wrong. And if it doesn't work out, it's not a time to, you know, kick yourself and, and you know, like reassess or react. Like, no, it just, it just wasn't there, you know? Um, and that's, and that is okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Great advice. 
Yeah, you uh, you're with the wine date. <laughs> you're. I don't think you're ever going to have to worry about being too assertive. Uh, I'm. No. I just. You seem so worried about it. Like that's those people aren't the people who are being weird and creepy and assertive. <laughs> it, it's it's the people who have like just no self awareness um, and never have asked that question to themselves that are. Okay. Great. Well, thank you so much. All right. Well, take care. You're going to be great. Nice haircut, too. Uh, Thank you very much. (laughs) All right. Have a good afternoon. You too. Bye-bye. Well, Ginger and Ben, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time. This has been a ton of fun. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed listening, but always great to have... uh, you know, a different perspective and obviously coming from a fun and successful uh, married couple. It's been a lot of fun and I appreciate you guys joining. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. We should do Uh, this more often. (laughs) Uh, You guys are welcome anytime. Where can uh, people find you on, uh, on social or in life? Um, I'm at ginger underscore Z E E at most things. I'm a Ben Aaron TV on Instagram. I don't know how to tweet. He's on uh, Pix 11 News in New York if you live there. Oh, yeah. I'm on at 9 a.m. on Pix 11. And I'm on Good Morning Uh, America. And you can also check out... um, You have a book coming out? Yes, April 21st. A third in a trilogy of uh for kids eight to 12 and it's science so it's all stem that's my big thing i'm a Ooh. scientist that are you gonna yeah. send me you're gonna send me a copy so i yeah. can promote it all right yeah right. i'll get the whole um, trilogy out there to you you'll be reading about helicity yep can people pre-order that right now <laughs> yeah they can pre-order right now and it's it's available isn't it next week i have to get my yeah. life i have to get my life together, get your life together. Uh, right. well be sure to check that out obviously on amazon you can pre-order yeah. or wherever yep. you buy books um awesome well thanks so much for joining guys i really appreciate it uh and as always guys thanks for listening and don't forget to tune in tomorrow or tonight rather for another listen to your heart recap thanks for listening see you tomorrow